So, as you guys know, I'm Chad. Um, I've been going here for about nine, ten months. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to give the word that God has given me. I'm going to be a vessel to give it to you guys. Um, so, um, yeah, I just want to let you guys know um, in preaching this sermon, I preach in all humility. It's um, as much as if it's for anybody, it's, it's for me. It's just, you know, I'm just sharing it to everybody else. So, um, yeah, I'm going to dig right in. I'm going to dig right in. So the title of my sermon is um, Game Time. It's Game Time. All right? Um, so I'm going to dig right in. Uh, I have a question for everybody. Two questions. But um, who in here wants to be a bench warmer? Wants to sit the bench? Um, who wants to go to all the practices? Who wants to watch all the film, dedicate all the time? Thank you. But never actually get into the game. I don't really think any of us, I don't actually, I don't think you do. We don't want to be bench warmers. Um, so why do many of us do this with our spiritual lives? Um, so many of us, we go to the practices, we study the film, we learn the plays, we learn what to do when we get into the game. But we don't ever get in. We don't ever get into the game. Um, first point here. Uh, we need to be spiritually healthy. Uh, too many of us, myself included, are spiritually fat. We're spiritually unbalanced. Um, have you guys ever heard of the expression, calories in, calories out? If you take calories in, you got to give them out somehow. We can't just fill up, you know, with calories and never exert the energy. We can never exercise. We can never put those calories to use. In the same way, if we intake the word of God, we take in the gospel, but we never give it or we never use it, we never give it to others, we'll become spiritually fat in this, just as we will become physically fat. Um, many of us, we hear the word of God preach once a week, twice a week. Come to church, you know, once or twice a week. We read the Bible. We do all these things. We're at the practices. We're at the church. Um, but we're not giving it out. We take it in all the time. We take it in every week. But we're never giving it out. Um, we're exposed to the gospel all the time, every week. Um, therefore, we need to expose others to the gospel. We need to give the gospel to others. Because as we receive the gospel, we need to be giving it out. Um, so in the same way as calories in, calories out, um, the phrase message in, message out. I think that works well. I think that correlates. As we take in the message of God, we take in the, the gospel, we need to be giving it out. If not, we'll become spiritually fat, spiritually out of shape, spiritually unbalanced. Um... Point two, I have, um, we can't afford to pop. Uh, I have, I asked Gabby, lovely Gary Merrill, to um, illustrate something for us so she could come up. So right here we have a balloon. And Gabby is going to give into the balloon, but the balloon will not give out. So we're going to see what happens when she does this.
Keep going, keep going, you got this. Keep going. Massive, okay. It's a big balloon. You need some relief there? Is supposed to pop. Here we go. All right. All right. I okay. This balloon is not gonna pop. But if all right, man, that is that's not working for me. It's not working for me. But if this air, if this balloon was to keep receiving air, what what would happen? It would pop. But I'm gonna I'm gonna let it give some air out. It's going to give, you know, as it takes in, it's going to give out. So, so, like this balloon, if it would have kept receiving air and if it would have finally popped, which it did not, but um, if it would have, it would have popped. Um, as an illustration, I feel like that, that's an illustration. This balloon can be us. It can be me. Um, if we take in the word of God all the time, but we never give it out, we could pop. Um, this is my fear of the church. Um, many of us, we take in the Word of God so often. I mean, we don't understand how, how we take it for granted. I mean, people do anything. Some people in other countries will do anything to hear the gospel, and we hear it all the time, and we just take it in so much. Um, but if we never give it out, we, we, we may pop. Um, this has happened to me a few times in my own life. Uh, I've been going to church. Uh, for, I mean, probably a week after I was born, I was probably in a church service on Sunday. I mean, I've been in church all my life. And, um, but I remember specifically about two years ago, uh, I, I guess you could say I popped or, you know, the expression I popped. Um, I would be going to church about three times a week, one on Sunday, uh, Wednesday, and then on Friday we would have youth night, a little different than here. And um, I'm just I'm just taking in the word. I'm just eating up. And um, but after a while, like that, like the balloon should have, I popped. I popped. I was receiving the gospel, but I wasn't giving it out. And so therefore, I popped. Um, I was just going to church and the same the, the miracles that God does. They weren't as real to me. The great stories, the testimonies of other people, they weren't real to me at all. I'm like. Why is it real for these people? Why is it so great for all these people? But it's not for me. Um, and I came to the, I finally came to the realization. I finally came to the conclusion. The gospel was not real to me because I wasn't making it real to anybody else. Say that again. The gospel wasn't real to me because I wasn't making it real to anybody else. And I was just so filled up with the gospel. I was so filled up with God's goodness, I became sick. You know, I was, my stomach was big. I needed to give it out. I needed to use the energy. I needed to burn the calories that I was taking in. Um, but I wasn't. And so, you know, it just, it wasn't, church wasn't, it was just a routine. You just do it over and over again. And, you know, it's not having the effect that it should. Um, yeah, so I popped. Oh, and when a person, you know, hears the gospel over and over again, as I said, you get in the routine. It doesn't become as real to you. It gets, gets old to you. 
um, you know, the great stories, the testimonies, they just, you know, they don't affect us as they should. Um, But how can we expect God to do great things in our own lives when we don't step out in faith? You know, these people, these testimonies, these great things that happen on other people's lives is, is happening because they're stepping out in faith. They're asking God for miracles. They're expecting miracles. They're expecting great things to happen in their life. They're talking to other people, spreading the gospel. And then these great stories don't just happen because they're sitting, sitting back and waiting for God to do all the work. He needs us to step out of faith. He needs us to do our part. Um, yeah, so another point, uh, another thing I have to say is uh, quit being so selfish. Many of us are selfish, myself included. Um, I heard this one time. It's always stuck with me. Uh, if someone think if somebody had the cure to cancer, somebody they, they were in the lab, they were figuring out the cure to cancer, and they they discovered it. Would they not share it with anybody else? In the same way, if we have the answer to eternal life, should we not share it with anybody else? I mean. Understand, you know, the cure for cancer, that's saving our physical life. But our eternal life is that much more important. And we have the answer to that. So why not share it, you know? It should be so overflowed with God that eventually we, we just have to tell somebody else. You know, God is good. God, if, you know, if he, if he really is good, you're really with God, you're really connected with God, you have to tell somebody else because he's that, that good. Um... You know, people are hurting in this world. People are hurting in our schools. People are hurting in our families. You know, they're asking. They're, they want answers. They want answers. They need answers. I remember I was talking to this girl today. Um, she's going through some things. And um, some, like, pretty, pretty deep stuff with her mom. Suicidal thoughts and stuff like that. And she's sitting there. She just keeps saying, she's like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I do. I mean, I, I, we know. We know the answer to that. We know, like, you know, I, like, I, I got it. I got the answer. You don't know. I got the answer. You know, who am I to hold it back from her? She's asking for the answer. She needs the answers. She's looking for them. Why, why should I hold it back from her? You know, we have the, we have the answer to all these problems. We have the answer to fear. We have the answer to worries. We have the answer to bad relationships. We have the answer. The answer is Christ. There's no no other answer. Get, we have it. Why not share it? You know, we got to share it. Um, it's like a God's love. We've received God's love. Many of us have. I don't know, you know, but many of, I have at least. Um, and God's not going to run out. He's not going to run out of his love. So when I receive God's love, I shouldn't, you know, hide in the corner and hold it to myself and say, no, this is mine. God gave me his love. This is not for any, anybody else. God's going to run out. This is mine. You know, that's very, very selfish-minded. We need to be sharing the gospel and be sharing what God is doing in our lives. Um, so by a show of hands, who has experienced the goodness of God, the grace of God, the love of God? All of us. We all have. Not all, but I don't know. I mean, most of us have. I, I just saw the hands. So, a lot of us have. 
So why not, you know, share that with other people? They're searching for the answers. We once were in those spots where we're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what, what are the real answers. How do I solve this problem? How do I solve that problem? And many of us eventually found Christ. And so let's, let's tell others about that. Um, we can't hoard the goodness of God. Um, that's just not right. That's not, the, that's not what the gospel was intended. That's not what Jesus intended for us, was to receive it and hold it in for ourselves. We need to share it with others so that they can experience the love, goodness, and grace of God. Um, so, yeah, what do we do with this? What do we do with this love that we receive? We need to get just get into the game. It's simple. Just get into the game. It's game time. Do it now. Let's go. Let's get to it. Uh, back to my sports analogy that I kind of started with. Um, imagine a basketball player studying the film and practicing all the time. He gets ready for the action and he's prepared. Um, but he never gets into the game. Imagine this. So, I, whatever, I'll use somebody, Jordan, I'll use Jordan, I guess. But, uh, so Jordan's going to all the practices. He signed, he's on the team, he made the team, made the tryouts, and he's doing well. Uh, they have practices twice a day, you know, they're two-hour practices. After that, they go and study film. Um, they, they do all these things, they just, they're dedicated to, to it. You know, they're dedicated to the game, they're dedicated to the coach. Um, and then game time comes. It's kind of like the warm-ups, and, you know, coach is like, all right, you've done what you had to do. You're prepared. I, I believe in you. You're prepared to go out into the game, and I'm going to put you in the starting lineup. Jordan, you're, you're start, in the starting lineup. So we're ready. We're prepared. And then tip-off comes, and it's time to go out onto the court. And coach is like, all right, Jordan, come on. Let's get in the game. It's your time. You're starting. You're ready for this. And then he just sits back and says, no, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. It's not my time yet. I don't think I should. I think I'm going to wait. Uh, it's not my time. I'm just, you know, I don't think I'm ready or I feel like there's a better time. That wouldn't make any sense. You know, the coach believes in him. The coach has given them, given him the ability. God, I mean, he's been with the practices. So now it's, t- it's time to get into the game. Um, I feel like God is doing this to us. He's telling us, giving us the practices, giving us this great church every Wednesday, every Sunday, that we can get in, receive the word of God, get the practice, study the film, learn the plays. And once you get out of this, once you get out of practice, it's time to get into the game. When you get into school on tomorrow morning, in school, you know, game time, it's time to give the word the gospel of Christ, live it out. We're prepared for it. When you're in lunch and God taps you on the shoulder and says, hey, that person's looking lonely, needs somebody to sit by him. You know, we can't be like, oh God, it's not the time yet. I'm not prepared for it. I don't know what to say. Uh, I'm going to wait till next week to sit by him because I'm just not prepared. That's not how it should go. That's not how, that's not how we're built. That's not what God intended for us. Uh, and like many of us, we come to church, we get all filled up with the Word of God and the powerful phrases. We know what to do. We hear Pastor Jeremy talk about it all the time. You know, when you see that lonely kid at lunch or you hear the 
the people asking, what are, where are the answers? We know uh, what we need to do, but we're just simply not doing it. You know, it's, it's time to do it. We learn about the goal, but we never do anything to achieve the goal. You know, there's, that's just not how it, the gospel of Christ should be. And we just need to get in the game, get into action, and do what God is calling for us. Um, so I have a question. You guys can answer this one. Uh, what is the goal of us as Christians? So you guys can raise a hand when you have the answer. Go ahead. Take your time. Max. Love God, love others. That's good. That's good. Go ahead, Rachel. I'm playing with you. I was playing. Yes, that's yeah. That's kind of what I had. That's what I had here. He, he answered it. The Great Commission. Um, you can find that. If you have your Bibles, um, Matthew 28, verse 19 through 20. Um, this is the message of Christ. These were Christ's final words as he was on the earth. Right after these words, he ascended into heaven. Um, so right here, verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That is the goal. That is, our, that is Christ's final words to us. His final commission was to go into all the world and preach good news to all creation. That, that is the goal. That is what we need to do. Um, one of the, the values here in church is um, found people. Find, yeah, you guys all know what it sounds like. Found people, find people. We've been found by Christ. We've found the love of Christ. We've received it in our own lives. Um, now it's time to give it to others. Find people that we can share the love of Christ to. That we can share Christ to. We're found. It's not, I mean, we're found. It's not for us anymore. The gospel is meant to be preached to others. It's meant to be preached to your friends, to your family. It's not, you know, once you receive that Christ, it's, it's about other people now. You know, once you love God, love God, love others. Once you've loved God, once you've received that, it's time to go love others, show God, show others the love of God. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, is, that is the mission, that is the goal. You know, we've got to invite others to the party. There's going to be a party. You know, when, when Christ comes back, there's going to be a party. It's not, you know, we're, it's going to be in heaven. We're going to be in heaven with, with God. Why, you know, we got the invite. It's an open invitation. Tell everybody you know about it. You know, it's a party. It's not, you know, it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. It's going to be greater than anything ever on earth. Let's invite others to that party. Um, and we got, we got to invite others to the party. We got to get into the game before the timer runs out. We have to do it. The clock is ticking. We're in the game. 
and the clock is ticking and, you know, you see the score. Some of us have eight days left in school before we graduate. We'll never see but ten people from our high school. Right now, the clock is ticking. You have about ten school days left to get to those people that you'll never be able to reach again. The clock is ticking. We see it running down. We see the time. It's getting close to zero. Let's get in the game before. Let's get other people involved. Let's get other people on our team. Let's preach the gospel to others. Um, and for anybody else, there's still a timer. We may not be able to see it. It might not be so close to graduation. But there's a timer. There's a timer before Jesus comes back to take his church. And we need to get in the game before that timer runs out. We don't know when the time will be. But we got to live each day like it's the last. It's our last day. It's our last chance to reach out to this person. Because you never know what's going to happen. Um, we got to get in the game before the time it runs out. Um, to my final point. Um, we are adequately equipped with what and who we need. If we are doing God's will, we cannot fail. God will not fail us. He's promised in his word many times. If we do God's will, he cannot, we cannot fail. We have God on our side. If God is for us, who could be against us? God is on our side. He's, he's with us. He's commanding us to go. He's telling us to go. He's not going to send us out and then abandon us. God is not like that. He's going to stick with us to the end. So, I have a question for you guys. What are practical ways that we can get into the game? So, that's another raise your hand and you got, if, you got the, if you have an answer. What are practical ways that we can get into the game? Max. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. That is, that's Christ's message is love. That's the first thing. Love God, love others. Show love to people. Show love. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Simple invite. It's not, you know, they may say no. They may think you're a little weird for going to church on a Wednesday night. But that's, that's the worst. They're not going to spit in your face. They're not going to bash your name, you know. And you keep asking them, eventually they're going to say yes. You know, that's, they're not just going to keep saying no. Eventually, we'll get that yes. Be persistent. Anybody else? Uh, some things I have here is we got to live the gospel out ourselves. Um, what we say, I mean, people, a lot of people, they know the gospel. A lot of people, they know the message. Um, but they see the people who follow the message of Christ. They see Christians who don't live it. They don't follow that message. So why, if I, if I know, if you know what you should do, why... Should I, why should I go with somebody to church if they don't do what the church preaches? As I mean, 
Nobody wants to be like that. No one wants to be a hypocrite. I found it uh, surprising. Um, I used to be homeschooled. I used to live in, yeah. I know. It's great. Homeschool is pretty great. And uh, back in New Jersey, I was homeschooled. And I moved here. And I went to school. Um, Many people knew at my school pretty fast that I was a Christian. I went to church. I don't know how, but I guess I made that known to people. I remember Spanish class. Somehow, these two knew I was Christian. But anyways, um, that was, I guess I was about two weeks in. And ever since then, I mean, I've done my best to live that out. You know, I go to church, and I, you know, I could be that Christian at church. But when I'm in school, I could be a lot different. But I was, and I did my best to live out what I was, the gospel, you know, I, I did my best to, I mean, they know, my friends, they would know about church, and I feel like they, you know, many people were just seeing, is this guy really what he's about, you know, is he really going to church, is he really doing what the Bible says, uh, you'll be, you know, you'll be surprised what living what you say can do, one of my favorite quotes I've ever heard, wait, no, it is one of my favorite quotes. It's like, preach the gospel every day and sometimes use words. You know, live live out the gospel. Um, many they, people know the gospel. You can tell, you can shove the gospel down somebody's throat all the time. But if they see that you're no different from anybody else, you know, this... It's it's fake. I mean, it really, it literally is fake for you, and people will see that. And there's no point, you know. Nobody likes fake people. So preach the gospel every day. You can sometimes use words. Um, another practical way you can get into the game is um, a lot of people they have doubts about the Bible or about God or why people should go to church. But I'm um, in First Peter, I believe it's. Chapter 4, 412, it says, always have an answer for the hope that you have. Or something, something like that. Always have an ho- answer for, you know, the, the gospel. Always have a hope for the reason. Always have an answer for the reason that you believe it. And it goes a long way when people kind of talk to you about church. You're like, Why would you go to church? It's, it's all just, all religion is all just bunch of baloney is just not the truth. Have an answer. There's many answers you can find, and there's many answers to that. Always be prepared. Um, another thing you can do is openly testify to your friends about what God has done in your life. You know, if some, say you got baptized on Sunday, somebody asks you how your weekend was, say, hey, I got baptized. I got, my life has changed. I'm a different person than I was last month or before. Openly testify. Um, and then, as Grace said, just simply invite somebody to church. You know, just simply, just a simple invite. And maybe they say no, but maybe they'll say yes. And when they do say yes, you know, let God handle that situation. And God will. He will handle that situation. I have two Bible verses. Um... Exodus 4, verse 10 through 12, and Philippians 2, 
verse 13. So if you have your Bible, you can go ahead and turn there. If you get there, say amen. All right, thank you. Exodus 4, verse 10 through 12. I need to hear at least one amen from somebody. Then I'll go. There we go. All right, take one. All right, here, here we go. This is uh, Moses in Exodus. God is in, the, it's in the, the burning bush. I don't know if you guys know about that. But God is speaking to Moses through a burning bush. And he wants Moses to go to the Pharaoh and let the Israelites go. So, Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent. I've never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, Who gave humans, human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. You know, many times we have the, you know, we have the gospel, but we make excuses. God, I don't, I don't know about that person. Or, God, I don't know. I'm not the popular guy. I'm not the popular person in school. Nobody's going to listen to me. But God's not saying that. God is saying, go. I'll be there with you. I'll help you speak and I will teach you what to say. God, I don't know what to say. I haven't been going to, I haven't been going to church for long enough. I won't have the answers when they ask me a question. God says, go. I will teach you what to say. And then Philippians 2 verse 13. Philippians 2 verse 13. Same thing. If you get there, say amen. Somebody beat Tate. Whoa, okay. Beat, you beat me. So um, give me some time here. Philippians 2.13. It says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. When God, when, when we know what we should do, when we know we should, hey, show love to this person, hey, Tell this person about Jesus. Many times, you know, we feel that urge. We have the, that conviction, the Holy Spirit telling us, go, go to that person, tell them. And we say, God, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. It's not, I can't get that person to come to church with me. But in this verse, God is telling us, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. God has this purpose, and that is for all to come to Jesus Christ. And he will use anybody to do that. In Old Testament, he uses like a hornet to give the message to Christ or to get somebody's attention or he uses like a donkey. So be willing, be open to being used by God. If God is sending you out to fulfill his mission, he's not going to just push you out and then just, you know, look the other way. He's going to walk with you. He's going to talk with you. He's going to be with you in your words if you're really doing the mission of Christ. Um, so, yeah, in conclusion, um, as a youth group, let's get in the game. It's game time. We don't want the clock to run out. We don't want to be bench warmers, but instead we want to put our practice to good use. We don't want to come to church two, th- two times a week. We don't want to dedicate the time. We don't want to go through all the practices. We don't want to read the Bible, learn all the plays, learn what we're supposed to do, but never get out there. 
that's not what God has intended for us. And, you know, we just got to get in the game and let God use us. As I said, we are adequately equipped with what and who we need. It is just our job to get into the game. Just get out there and do what God intends for us to do. So what I want to ask tonight as we have all the prayer people here. Um, if you want to be used by God. Um, if you want the boldness, if you want the courage to do what God. Do what God has for you. Come up and pray. Um, just pray for the courage, the, the boldness, and that God will be with you. Which he promises that he, promises that he will. Um, we just need boldness as a youth group, as a whole youth group, as a whole. I mean, imagine if all of us got together on this. We all went to our schools. Five at one school, five at another school, five at another school. Imagine the change we can make in Missouri. I mean, in our schools. If we just all devoted ourselves again into the game. As a whole youth group, let's just get into the game. Let's do what God has for us. Fulfill his purpose. And let's watch what happens.